According to our library banks, it started on the Earth colony of Tarsus IV, and the food supply was attacked by an exotic fungus and largely destroyed. There were over 8,000 colonists and virtually no food, and that was when Governor Kodos seized full power and declared emergency martial law. It is December 14th, 2023. I'm Matt in Geistown Borough, where I play a clip every day that makes me think of something. And last night, it not, I don't think the dead of night, but maybe, um, or at least that night, uh, we watched the United States Senate pass a defense bill. Which is another almost nine hundred billion that included a extension of FISA, the secret oh, court. <laughs> lovely, great. Well, I'm Steve in Southern Bedford County, and we're just sitting down here hoping that in this new electronic age, this younger generation can actually do their jobs and answer a question after seven days. Okay, I'm. Did I owe you something? Oh no 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 no. Okay, no. I, I meant the generation after your your generation, the millennials. So oh, the youngins. Let's, let's yeah yeah the, the the little youngins who you know got the participation awards for everything and you know and you're number one because you showed up and br- could fog a mirror. You know those people. Yeah. Well, in, in my bit, so in my business, let's put it in context. When I was young. Here, I'm going to go with the old, you know, the old angry boomer. Sure. We didn't have computers and everything was hand, you know, you, you, you hand wrote everything or you typewriter. And so you made copies of things if you're using a typewriter. And if somebody asked you a question, called you up on a telephone that you had to, you know, it was a rotary dial telephone. You had to go through your files and look up the information and then call the person back and give them the answer. It took, it could take. Depending on how old the question was, or how you know how far back you had to dig, it could take days. So with today's electronics, with computers, and sitting at your desk, and you know having to just sit there and type in the request and inquiry into the database, you get the information instantly. Seven days ago, I asked this company in the appraisal world, "What is the status of a payment for the following order number?" That I did 30 days, well, at that point, 21 days ago. They write back instantly, oh, we'll find out. We don't have anything, you know, we don't have an immediate answer for you. Okay. Okay. Eight days later now. So now it's 31 days since I sent the invoice in, seven days or eight days since I asked the question, no response. So I wrote to them today and said, hey, Asked you this seven days ago. It's been 31 days since I sent the invoice in. Where is my payment? I said, I would expect in today's electronic age that somebody could find five minutes in seven days to look this up. It doesn't take much to type in an inquiry and find the status of a payment. I said, a little professional courtesy would be nice. So I just find it's just annoying that you can't tell me in five and seven days that somebody can't take five minutes. And do an inquiry search to find out what the status of a payment is. It's not like I'm asking them to dig through files, go back but, into the work. You know, it's 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 complete lazy 
bullshit of this young generation that are just, oh, it's it's too, I'm too stressed because somebody asked me to do my damn job. It's, it's annoying. It's the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, Steve. We don't work. The only yeah, people who well, work are struggling podcasters. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and people who actually work for themselves, and if they don't work, they don't eat. You know, so, yeah. You know what? I, I think everybody, everybody should be, nobody should be an employee anymore. That's what it is. You shouldn't have the security of a guaranteed paycheck. It should be, you should be all 1099s, contract employees. So if you don't show up and work, then guess what? You don't get paid. If you don't put in your eight, 10 or 15 hour a day, oh, that's what, a, that's what somebody who owns their own business does. A 10 hour mm-hmm. day is a minimum day. But if you don't work, guess what? You don't get a damn paycheck. That's the way it should be. Nobody should be an employee guaranteed checking everything except for nurses and doctors. I kind of like that one. But anyway, you know. Okay. Well, there we yeah. go. Completely changed the economy. <laughs> you know what? It would boost the economy because if you don't get off your ass and do your job, you don't get a paycheck. Guess what? Being hungry is a great motivator for getting off your fat ass and getting to work, getting doing something. I, I, I deserve a check because I showed up. No exposed genitalia. Oh, give me a break. Anyway. Well, that's a fun way to say you managed to get your pants on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that that goes back to years ago, got to almost 20 years ago. This one company that I interviewed, they had um I didn't go with them uh for my first job. They uh their Friday was dress down day. Okay. And and their their dress code policy on Friday was show up to work with no exposed genitalia, otherwise we don't care what you wear. It was written written. That nice. Way. I just, I laughed. Like, That's I don't good. Think, I don't think I'm going to go with that company. So anyway. Yeah. I nice. just find it annoying that, you know, I know we're all air quote busy, but come on in seven days, you can't find the time to answer somebody's question. Yeah. Well, no, it's just, it's, it's uh, everything is this. You see that the quality of products going down and, and I just, I don't know. Yeah, annoying. Uh, yeah. Mary, what's up today? Well, I was thinking, because I've been finally clicking a little bit more and spending more time engaged, because I think we're finally getting to the point where interesting things are occurring on a national level um, with what's coming up in 2024. Hmm. And I wanted to take some time, and we kind of teased this a week or two back and said we'd kind of dive into this a little bit and look and see... Uh, because I think there's some interesting things that are going to come up with the 2024 presidential race. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we have, and and I, I kind of want to not bother too much with what is going to be the obvious nature of it, other than hit some points. We know who's on both sides at this point. Yeah. Um. Because they're not doing a primary on the Democratic side, even though there are other Democrats running. Um, and that whole primary is a complete disaster either way. I don't know how much you've been watching, but it's been fantastic to watch that the DNC has changed policy that South Carolina is the first primary. 
Yeah, I heard that. I didn't pay attention to it, but well, that. it's fun. You should because it's the insanity of doing stupid things in the heat of the moment. <laughs> and the reason that got changed is because Biden, that was the state that kind of kicked him off in 2020. Mm-hmm. He had yeah. he hadn't won. And I might I'm I'm almost positive. I'm correct. He hadn't won a state in a primary. Till South Carolina ever. Huh. And remember, he had ran for president. Four, three times. or four. T- yeah, three, before. Three, yeah. Three, yeah. Yeah. So first one. So he, you know, it was, oh, we're going to reward South Carolina. It's a better state to go. And you could make an argument that, yes, it might be better than Iowa or whatever. Mm. But then when Iowa said, well, wait, we've always been the first caucus, kind of upset them. And they said, we're not moving. Mm-hmm. So the DNC pulled their delegates. Mm-hmm. Huh. And they did the same thing Jeez. to New Hampshire. The funny thing about New Hampshire, though, is this is a self-inflicted wound because New Hampshire is required to be the first in the nation primary in their state constitution. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah. the the House and the Senate of the state of New Hampshire would have to change the constitution to align with the DNC. <laughs> Please take a guess on what party controls the House and the Senate in New Hampshire. Uh, um, Democrat? I'm going out on a limb here. No. Really? They banked on a Republican House and Senate saying, we're gladly play the game and remove the... Because the, people in New Hampshire are insanely proud about the idea of first primary. And they take it like super seriously. So it's a completely self-inflicted wound. That's such I I do it because I uh I spent three years in New Hampshire, comp- well actually in Maine, but New Hampshire was a state that I drove around in compliments of the Marine Corps. And I thought it was very I'm actually surprised it's Republican controlled. Of course, now it's been on, you know, almost 40 years since I was there. I mean, I'm not doubting you. I'm just shocked that it, it would go that way. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, New Hampshire has or currently has a Republican trifecta. Uh-huh. It's both uh, <laughs> the office of the governor, secretary of state, and attorney general, and both chambers of the state legislature. Oh, wow. Um, so, self-inflicted wound on the DNC it, part to the point where Biden won't run in their primary. Huh. Because he was part of the yeah. reason that they went to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And there are other Democrats that are running and said, we're going to still get on the ballot and make the news media pay attention to us and stuff. So they're very, I don't even, I don't even say very quietly because it's not very quiet. Doing a big, hey, don't forget to write Biden in push. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, geez. So we screwed you, mm-hmm. but hmm. please write him in as a thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's going to end up being on that side. Mm-hmm. On the Republican side, uh, this week, the RNC said they're done doing debates because those were a fiasco. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last one was. Vivek Ramaswamy 
Haley, um, uh, Nikki Haley, DeSantis, and Chris Christie. Mm-hmm. And you and I have a mutual friend in New Jersey, and so these are people in New Jersey don't even like Chris Christie. Um, yeah. So they well, kind of pulled the plug on those. Mm-hmm. Because um, the latest numbers, even in Iowa, are showing not just Trump leading, but over 50% supporting. Like, he would get a majority of the vote in the Republican race in a five- or six-way race. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so that's pretty much done. Mm -hmm. So at that point, the only people who are really going to be genuinely upset about that is the entire news media complex because no one's going to be buying advertising in the primary. I found that, that, you know, the the little bit that I pay attention to the politics now that, that, um, I can't say his name, Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, the last debate, you know, he went after Nikki Haley on a personal level. Couldn't, couldn't, didn't, didn't talk to, you know, didn't, didn't address her issue, her issues as in what her policies were or what her beliefs were, belief as in what she believed in how the country should be run, that type of stuff. He went after her on a personal level, basically calling her stupid, too ignorant to find anything on the map. And I find that interesting. It's not, not that I care for either one of them, but I found it interesting that isn't it an, an old, playbook out of political parties, especially the Democrats, that if you can't beat a person, man or woman, on their policies and agenda, you the playbook is you attack them from a personal level and try to take them out that way. Yes. And that's and that's not that's I wouldn't say even I wouldn't even ascribe that to one party. I think that's just effectively politics. I think the oh, yeah, difference okay. I think the difference is all those old stuff, throw it away. All the old stuff. All the old book, rule books and everything. Because what what everyone has been trying to do for effectively eight years is when they run is figure out how to Trump oh, how to, without how to being Trump. 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 Not even out Trump, just Trump. but but just handle that. Be that way. Be more aggressive. Be more. Right, but um, that, but that aside, that, okay, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. But that aside, if you and I were running against each other in a race, yeah, friends or not friends or or whatever, you know, whether we know each other, or don't know each other, I would study you. I would read your, all your policies. I'd read, read all your papers. I wouldn't have some staffer do it. I'd do it myself. Sure, I would figure out who you are, what you stand for, and everything. And then when we go into a debate. I would pick apart your policies and what you what you said you're going to do. I wouldn't go after you because you you have a degree in geology or anything like that, and then you even though you have a degree in geology, you can't find anything on the map. I wouldn't go after that. I would just, Close. you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I know, uh, yeah, no, no, but but here's here's the point. Here's here's how the the, uh, the world has changed. Because there is somebody who is fairly decent at that, um, as as no matter what people think, and especially it's an interesting study when you watch the debate that occurred between 
Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom that they had a couple weeks, a week or two back on Fox News. Um, DeSantis is lawyer, military lawyer, Air Force, I think. I think it was JAG Corps. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. He was, yeah, he was JAG Corps. So he he actually is that kind of stat nerd. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is that doesn't carry beyond the debate. It, it's as soon as you finish doing that line of questioning or that line of thought, you're never they never you'll never see it again. They'll never play it. What gets played is Ramaswamy saying. What we don't need is, I forget who, I think she said, you know, um, I forget who he was, uh, what politician he used. Basically, we don't need a war hawk in three inch hills in the White House. And there's two of them on the stage. So it was a shot at Haley and DeSantis wearing, because the joke is it looks like he's wearing shoe lifts. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah, gets yeah. played. Yeah, well, that's that's a soundbite. Thousands of times, but that's right. but that's all they're shooting for now. That's why the debates are a complete joke because you can't you can't have that kind of sit down rational discussion that would tend itself to be a something that you and I would like to watch. Yeah, well, yeah, the media wants the Jerry Springer effect. Yeah, somebody they, taking off their show, shoes and throwing them at them or something. Yeah. And they're looking for drama, not they're looking for drama, not not any um, substance. Yes. And then add in. The fact that at this point and for the last. 15, 20 years, probably you could make a good argument for that debates are not between candidates. Only let's put it that way. A debate, when you think of the great debates, let's, let's even not even go that far back in history. Um, Kennedy Nixon. Mm-hmm. You can probably, when I say that, you probably can see it. Them standing there on stage. Because mm-hmm. everyone's seen the clips. It's been, you know, it's, you study. who moderated that debate? Uh, I genuinely don't. Um, granted, I was, you know, two years old, so can't but, say I got but quite he, right. Yeah, but here's my point. But when I said that, you could actually you remember seeing that picture. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, Kennedy was very handsome. He 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 was very photogenic. He presented well on on the camera. He was a camera ready president. But but my my point being, you remember that. From the last, like I said, I'm going to say you could make an argument 20 years. I can tell you pretty much anyone, any debate I've seen in that time, Mm -hmm. who was the moderator. Because it becomes a show stage for them. For the for the moderator. It's not a it's not a simple thing of the economy. Go. Mm-hmm. And let them talk about their vision for the economy or something. It's a four-minute question grandstanding from the moderators, mm-hmm. so they get their airtime too. Yeah. So now you have now you don't have just 
two egos, two agendas, two policies. Mm -hmm. You also have this third entity out there that depending on how they behave or what side you believe, Mm -hmm. everyone's spending half their time thinking not about what the policy was or what did the candidate say or what does that mean for me? It is... Oh, Chris Wallace was definitely on so and so's side against my guy. Or, you know, Sean Hannity was definitely pulling with working with Trump against Newsom or you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. So it's it's they literally have become nothing. And and that's why the the when I'm talking about the idea of of what could be in twenty twenty four. I'm gonna take I because I've heard other people expound this and I think I uh I not I think I do agree with it a hundred percent. I bet we don't see debates at all. You mean even between at all. when it gets to the final two? Huh. That'd be interesting. Because there's a wild card that we haven't talked about yet that I don't think anyone's going to want to have to deal with. And uh, it's, you're talking about Bobby the Op. Well. <laughs> Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah, okay, and for those who don't know, that reference to Bobby the Op goes back to the No Agenda podcast, which after you get done listening to this podcast, and if you don't listen to them already, go look up No Agenda and listen to that one. You all yeah. understand the reference to Bobby the Op. Um, because I've been we following... Don't, we don't, and I got to put it there, we don't get anything for... from. They're not sponsoring us. No, they're not sponsoring us. No, no, nobody sponsors. No us. one sponsors us. No one gives us even donates. Donates to thought provoking blokes. We're just poor. Couple of poor podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> but um, because I've been following, I've been following Kennedy for a while, um, especially because of I've certainly heard and 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 seen his because him being a certainly. Um, well-known lawyer, environmental stuff, and so forth. Mm-hmm. But what really tagged it is back in. Um, I'm looking at publication date. Um, a, a, a during during um, the lockdowns and stuff. Uh, Kennedy has a really well thought out book that is still available. Oddly enough, that they haven't gotten rid of it. The real Anthony Fauci, Bill oh, Gates, God. Big Pharma, and the global war on democratic and public health. Fauci, yeah, uh, don't get me started. Um, well, the the you should I should actually get you a copy of his the book because I did buy it and read it, read it. Um, you supported Fauci's book? No, no, no. This is Kennedy's book. Oh, 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 oh. picking apart. Got it. All right. Got what it. all the stuff behind the background of what Fauci did. Yeah, weasel. Um, and and I think it's interesting because what what especially because I don't think no one no one quite understands what Kennedy is going to do to the race. Oh, because there was a big honky monkey wrench into the whole works. Oh no! No matter what politics, who you like for running or whatever, I think the official policy and and we are a hundred percent equal teammates in here so i'm going to let you veto with this if you want but i think no matter what the show this show's official policy is we are pro chaos 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. I've got. I've got no problem with chaos. <laughs> if it's just confusing or crazy or whatever, or, you know, that's completely fine. Yeah. Now let's clarify something. Not anarchy. Big difference. Oh no, no, no. We're talking not like anarchists. Not not because anarchists, I would gladly just shoot happily and then go back to drinking my coffee. Not anarchy. I don't want to overthrow the government. Not look to get rid of it. But I sure as a hell don't mind causing a hell of a lot of chaos trying to get. The, the whole political system spun up and turned upside down and everything. Oh, yeah. Just, okay. just, I want to be just, clear about that. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. Okay. Like, like, it's like anything else. Like, I, like, it's the, the best part of watching sporting events is when something happens and you don't have know what the rule is. And it's just like, I don't know. Did they win? Did who win? I don't know. And it's just 20 minutes of watching these poor, overweight refs try to figure something out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's that's chaos, right? Um, I don't think they have a clue what he's what they because what was going to happen, especially because polling is showing. Um, here's a the recent uh, Quinnipiac poll, you know, so Quinnipiac University. Oh, is, polling. Okay, from my end, I thought you said Poland is. Showing. Oh no, so what's what's that country got to do with the election today? No. <laughs> Okay, polling, um, P-O-L-L-I-N-G, polling, yeah. got it. Okay. He's po- he's showing a 22% support rate in a three-way race against Biden and Trump. That's that's pretty remarkable. What did, what the last rate with Perot, what did he end up polling, polling at? I don't remember. Granted, I mean, God, I have, I have to look that one up. Anyway, so go with all your stuff. I'll look that one up. Oh, okay, good. Because uh, I was starting on that path, no. but so he's fairly interesting. So I thought I thought what I wanted to see is um, some of the things that he's been espousing because he gets buried in the media because they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Do you promote him because he's going to take moderates away from Trump, or is he because he was a lifelong Democrat that with a very prestigious Democratic family name? Saying, hey, Biden's also doing bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you hide him because he's going to hurt Biden? Yeah. And you don't know. So um, I found three things I think I wanted to, to to kind of throw out and see what you think about. Starting with, let's start with inflation. Since economy tends to be one of the big um, hot button issues that I think is going to be in a 2024 thing. Uh, 2024 campaign. We printed 300 billion new dollars to bail out the Silicon Valley Bank. And we topped off the Ukraine war commitment to 113 billion. So we got lots of money for the military industrial complex, lots of money for the bankers, but we're starving Americans to death. We spent 16 trillion on the lockdown. We wasted, got nothing for it. 8 trillion on the Ukraine war. That's $24 trillion that they had to print to pay for nothing. That money, the way they're paying it back, they're not going to tell us they're raised taxes because you can't do that. It's a hidden tax called inflation and it hits the poor and the middle class and it has dismantled the middle class in this country. Bitcoin is a bulwark. So he, this is a speech that he was given about effectively gold, Bitcoin kind of stuff, but, oh. but his concept on inflation is i think going to resonate with a lot of people mm-hmm. because they they people are seeing 
the argument the argument that is coming out of the Democratic Party and the White House is things are getting good. Look, inf- inflation is down. Uh, the, the internet glitched. You oh, was the, so I heard was the inter- I heard the the economy is getting and I didn't hear anything after that. The economy is getting good. Inflation is going down. It, where? It, well, and that's where <laughs> and that's where the fun thing about economics is, is if anything can be fun about economics, is inflation is slowing, but it's still going up. It's not coming down. So if if something was a dollar and it went up to a dollar fifty over a, over a year. If that pace continues, in another year, it would be, you know, percentages. Let's just say two dollars. Yeah. What they're saying is no. By in the end of end of that year two, it's not going to be two dollars. It's going to be a dollar seventy. See, inflation's slowing down. That's good for you, but you're still paying fifty cents plus twenty cents more. Mm-hmm. than what you had originally started with. This is the same economic theory that the, the county used when they raised taxes here and then cut your taxes and ran on the idea of you're paying less tax. We cut your taxes last year, but after you raised it five mil. Right. Yeah. So it's it's like literally getting robbed and the guy saying, hey, I feel bad I took all your money. Here's five bucks back. Well, you still yeah. took $200 out of my wallet. <laughs> well, at least you can get a cab ride home. Yeah. Um. So I think that's going to resonate resonate with a lot of people because the economy is going to be a big one for especially as people are going to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, and I agree with you on the economy because you go back to Bill Clinton, who is not somebody I particularly cared for, even though I had to serve under him when I was in the Marine Corps. But you know, when he was asked in an interview about what is the most important thing, he said, it's the economy, stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he was, and I said, well, you know what? That's about one of the most intelligent things he said to, to date. It was, it's all about the economy. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a winner for Kennedy and for Trump. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, the other one is border, and now this is the this is a clip um, from his announcement speech, where he, uh, because the DNC wouldn't do debates, tried to keep them off the. He went independent, mm-hmm. right? Um, talking Good. about the border and how he assessed it, right? Yeah, and before you play that, sure. What's interesting is you know. I would say both the Republican and the Democratic Party both fear Trump. Yes. Democratic Party, right after Trump, fears Kennedy. That's why they did everything they can. They've done everything they can to keep him out of being to to basically going after running against Biden. Because I believe that if you put Biden and Kennedy up on the stage, Kennedy would wipe the floor with Biden. Yeah. Just in his ability to talk. Um, well, you know, it's difficult the, the to Ken- type, but the, the, the Kennedy's logic. And, and he's so funny about it. I don't know if you say, and this is being audio, I can't play you the clip if you haven't seen it. Did you see Kennedy 
on the beach? No, no. You know, I forget. I think it was someplace in California. You know how like they have like those beach gyms. Mm-hmm. You see, he's yeah, like he's, Muscle Beach out in California. Yeah, he's out there lifting weight. He's jacked. Oh, good for him. He's there doing push ups and stuff. And it was like right after, like mm-hmm. the eighty seventh time Biden fell down Air Force One steps. <laughs> so oh, oh. it was it was a complete shot because he's just out there on the beach, no shirt. Doing push-ups over and over and over and over and over again. Showing how good shape is. Oh, by the way, when we back to that, um, Kennedy is polling polling twenty two percent. I believe. Yeah. When Ross Perot, in his first run as an independent third party, polled uh polled. Well, actually, he he not polled his vote. He actually polled eighteen point nine percent. If I got it's a. I, of course, I now I've missed, I've moved it. It moved on me, but uh, 18, uh, 18.9% of a popular vote, you know. So Kennedy is polling higher than Ross Perot actually did. And Ross Perot is very popular, yeah. I mean, yeah, that is that is really interesting to see. Um, let's hear this clip. So here's Kennedy on the border six months ago. I thought that an open border was a humanitarian policy and that. Sealing, if you were for sealing the border, it meant that you were probably a xenophobe and maybe a racist. I was wrong. How did I learn I was wrong? It wasn't just that I listened. It it wasn't just that I listened to the other side. It was when I actually visited the border and listened to people who weren't on either side. My views changed. As I spoke to border patrol officers, the local officials, the local sheriffs, aid workers, and the migrants themselves, I saw that no one party has a monopoly on wisdom, and none of the simplistic narratives actually contain the whole truth. My promise to you as president is that I'm going to do this on every issue. Oh, he's taking a very radical approach. Yes. He's listening. That's crazy. Completely uh, interesting way to to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely just crazy um, that he admits it. Mm-hmm. And he comes out there and just says, yeah, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. And... Um, doesn't even think or, or and mind talking about it and saying, hey, I looked, I changed my mind. And notice what he talked about it, too. He actually went there. Yeah. It wasn't a photo op. He just yeah. actually went there to, to look at everything. And finally, the big thing, and, and uh, I, I was digging around, and I hope I found the right clip uh, to follow up with this one. Um. Him and and I started talking about Kennedy with with Fauci and stuff. Here's his comments. He was on Bill Maher's show um, talking about vaccines. Every medicine is required to do placebo controlled trials. That's what science is. You give you you give a, a group of people, a cohort of people, the the medicine. And then you give the a, cohort, a similarly situated, situated cohort of people the placebo. 
And then you look at health outcomes over a, a four or five year period, because many of the impact of the outcomes are going to have long diagnostic horizons and long incubation periods. So you won't see them immediately. You need to do it. Anthony Fauci has said eight years for vaccine. You need to watch them for a while. Those studies have not, the only medicine that never gets tested are vaccines. And that is what I object to. It's yes. not, I'm not I, saying I, the, you know, that. Not only the only one effective, it, all I'm saying is let's test them the way that we test other medications. That well, does not seem no. unreasonable. So I think it's interesting that when Kennedy talks about that stuff, um, he's not saying anti-vax. He's saying, hey, this stuff should be looked at just like any other drug, any other testing. And it doesn't happen in the FDA, in the CDC, in the media. And one of the things that I think is going to catch a lot of people's interest, both for him and align folks against him, is he wants to day one executive order ban advertisements for pharmaceutical drugs. We are one of two countries that only allow how many drugs commercials do you see? Well, you don't watch as much. You and I both uh, are TV deficient. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, regular television. Yeah, regular television. But the, the few times I flipped on the, you know, the the M5M Pfizer like owns all three major corporate, all three major stations. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and you can't that's watch a football game without being told how much drugs you can buy from them. And when they talk about it and and see, I want to see here if. They, um, if uh, this clip comes through, then I'll explain it. If not, I'll just, we can just move on. Not a new research on Ozempic and alcohol. It finds that the weight loss drug may also help prevent alcohol overuse and abuse. Dr. Jen Ashton is standing by. First, Harold Reshef has the details. I have no desire to drink wine anymore. And it's, it, that's crazy to me because I couldn't stop before. This morning, the wildly popular drug used for weight loss, semaglutide, is now showing very early signs of potentially curbing alcohol use for those who drink excessively. A new case study composed of six people screening positive for alcohol. I'm going to stop it there. Please do. A new case study involving six people. Whole people. Six whole people. Six people that's plus or minus three and and oh by the way credit to no agenda i i this is what they they, clip six uh episode 16 14 um but six people and this by the way is not some tiktok deal this is not some internet thing this is ABC's Good Morning America. Yeah. Good Good Morning morning, America. Good morning, all you Kool-Aid drinkers. We got something new for you today. Uh, And put Um, your masks on. So throw that in. And I'm sure after they came out of that, that news story, yeah, it went to an advertisement from, I can't remember who makes Ozempic. Yeah, whoever makes Ozempic. Yeah, Yeah, but it's interesting. What did, what did they call it? Alcohol. Did they call it alcohol addiction? No. Um, uh, al- alcohol. Oh, alcohol. I'll, I'll look. I'm looking for it. Hang yeah, on. It was, 
not alcohol addiction. Oh, they didn't call them drunks. They didn't call them alcoholics. They didn't call them lushes. They didn't alcohol them, use disorder. Yeah, alcohol use disorder. What a complete bullshit name for being a drunk. What it is is you're a drunk and you can't control your impulses and you drink to excess until your body becomes dependent upon it. And then you have a disease. But up until that point, it's not a disease. It's not a disorder. It's a lack of self-control. And if anybody doesn't like that, too damn bad. I've got five generations of drunks in my family. You're, you're, I can attest, you're speaking from, from actual experience. actual experience. Um, But the idea to me that... It's and and by the way, everything is this, this this now these handful of this the same class of exemptic drug or whatever. It's it does everything. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the it's it's it, the it, snake oil. It helps your diabetes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's the snake exactly. oil of the West. That's what it is. But that's what the stuff that Kennedy's saying, and I think that's going to resonate with some people, and I think it's also going to cause a lot of people to want to make sure his message doesn't get out there. Um. So when you look at it, back to our our kind of our thesis, the idea that 2024 is going to be a complete mess. You're going to have Biden out there trying to tout accomplishments that no one really buys into. No. For the most part, by percentages. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is unfavorable late rating, even in the own party is insane. You have Trump out there doing Trump stuff. Being Trump. Being Trump. Except now it involves trials and, and stuff all over the country, which just continue, which is the dumbest thing they could have done for him. Don't give him a free media platform oh, yeah. to, to be able. Yeah it's, yeah, it's just it's advertising as a business kind of thing. He's looking at this. This is great. I don't have to spend any campaign money. I can just get on the news, show up yeah. and stand outside the courthouse and do what I want to do. And then they arrest him. He releases mugshot, which is priceless. He's, he made a fortune he's on selling that stuff. He's now gangsta. He's now a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Then you throw in Kennedy yeah. floating around there, kind of saying whose entire campaign is basically, I don't know everything, but I'm willing to talk to as many people as I need to to learn about it. And right. by the way, you see the other two? Yeah. Come on, folks. And it's like, this is going to be insanely awesome. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's a great, well, we have, we have, a disruptor of the three. Let's let's put Biden, Trump, and Kennedy. We have a disruptor, which is Trump. Yes. Because when he got elected, he disrupted the entire system. We have chaos, which is Kennedy, because he's coming in and doing the crazy thing of actually sitting down listening and thinking things through and come and looking at all the information. While, while at the same time saying to both parties, you guys are the problem. Right. Yeah. At the same time. And most Americans agree with him. <laughs> yeah. And and then you have and then you have the status quo. Which is Biden. Yeah. He he rep he is the epitome of the status quo of the system of both parties. Not just Repo Democrat, but both. Both. They all it's it's his turn to be president. You know, mm -hmm. of, of working his way up. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. 
So I think 2024 from this perspective, and we didn't even want to dive. I don't even want to start into the the entire congressional mess that's going to no, happen, considering every, everybody or not everybody, but a significant portion is bailing, mm-hmm. <laughs> saying, I'm out of here, um, <laughs> is just fantastic. And um, I think it's going to be it's going to be an amazing year to watch. <laughs> It's going to be amazing. And then, but from at being self-employed and I've seen this year start it, this year has been a bad year for being in, in the real estate industry. Yes. We're down, I'm down significantly. I'm, I'm running my numbers as we, as we come to the end of December down hard and every presidential election year, the country stops, the economy skids to a screaming stop. And slows dramatically, if not stopping completely, while everybody holds their breath to see who's going to be elected. So this, I think, twenty twenty four is going to be even worse than twenty twenty three for me. And you know, and I'm looking at it from a financial perspective, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a rough year. I, I I'm assuming that twenty twenty four effectively is going to be is is whatever's happening now is that's going to be where twenty twenty four is going to be completely at. There's yeah. not going to be. Business investment. There's not going to be um, people aren't going to be buying buying stuff. Inflation's not going to go down. Um, You know, I I I, when you talk about the the economy and inflation, I saw the headline. Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, one of them. um, People need to remember. Inflation's never decreased. Things have never gotten cheaper since the Great Depression. So don't expect it to happen now. And people are like, we don't care the statistics. I'm not paying $50, $60 for evening's worth of groceries anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So that anger is going to boil to someplace. So I think people are just going to – we're, we're going to be status quo economically. This is the status quo economically for right now. Yeah. Yep. Short of, short of something uh, major – happening economically mm-hmm. which which at this point would be geez probably major u.s ground war well let's not let's not get into that on i know i'm just saying that's something that big but to to move this needle right now i think it would yeah. take something that catastrophic um yeah. to to for it to happen so right. it's going to be interesting that it is 2024 and we're going to be there in... But I am... It is horribly depressing about this whole thing. And the most depressing part about it, I'm sure people are going to be like, you know, I can list 20 things I hate about Biden or Trump or anything. It's the fact that, honestly, that 25 or 30 years older than I am, Kennedy's in better shape than I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we've got 17 days to go before we hit 2024. We'll have to see what happens. We'll have to revisit this in a year. Yes, we will. <laughs> so stand by for in a year. We'll see if we were right and yeah. revisit our 2028 predictions. And we'll make our 2028 predictions. Okay. Sounds good to me. I won't remember we're going to do that in a year, but no one will no one else will either. So right. yeah. <laughs> Steve, have a great week. You too, Matt. Have a good one.